What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Lair. I'm Kyle. And I'm disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I told you, I'm a five-idea guy. I know. I thought you were going to come in with something unique, something cool. You had a whole week to prepare, and you let me down, bro. (laughs) I tried, man. That was was the best I could do. Yeah, you had a good run. (laughs) Decent. I'd say decent. I just I just wanted you to stay proud of me, so I'm disappointed in myself. Bro, let me let ask me, you a no, question. Let me ask you a question before I forget. All right. Have you seen those Dude Perfect videos? No, Dude Perfect. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. You never, dude. You never heard of Dude Perfect? Not once in my life. They're like these sports guys that do all these like trick shots, and they're just oh, like okay, they go yeah. insane when they make a trick shot, which yeah. they probably filmed a million times, and they finally make it. Like you would think they would be like they're lit up. Yeah, but anyways, when they do make it, they are just jacked up. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there's like this spoof video called Dude Decent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into this. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever seen, dude. Like they're just like trick shots that they aren't really that cool of trick shots, and they're like miss them, and they'll be like, "Dude, that was decent." And they get so. St- <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> I love this so much. Where is this on Instagram? And I think it's on YouTube, bro. Um, YouTube. And they get so stoked, and it's called "Dude Decent," and it's the funniest spoof video I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, I literally love the premise of that so much. <laughs> so look it up when you get a chance and, you know, you'll just be like, dude, that was decent. And uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny, dude. Check it out when you get a chance. I'm trying to. Right, I'll do it later. <laughs> yeah, do it later because you'll die laughing, dude. You want to know why I had to stop, just to be honest with you? Yeah. I couldn't spell decent. <laughs> That's right. That's why we're buddies, you and I. <laughs> Let me um, ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Lay it out there. If I had free tickets, for and I would give them to you, to a Taylor Swift concert, would you go? Nope. No? I'm not into it. It's crowded. Too crowded for me. <laughs> Too many. What are, the, what are the Taylor Swift fans called? Swifties. Too many Swifties rolling around, little 13-year-old kids screaming. Um... Not in. I would normally be with you. I mean, I'm not had, even a fan of her music that no, much. No, me neither. But I had somebody ask me this question the other day, and I said I'd probably take them just I'd to take experience them I, it one time. I'd take them and I'd sell them to the highest bidder. You'd make a lot of money right now. They're not going to lie. I'd take them and be like, thanks, I'm going, taking my kids, and then I'd sell them behind their back and not tell them. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's terrible. But I wouldn't go. <laughs> I would never do that. I would want to. I would yeah, yeah, totally yeah. want to do that. Make yeah. a little side money, you know, support my millions of hobbies I got going down. <laughs> um, but I probably wouldn't do that either. I'd just say thanks, but no thanks. Um, I don't know. My uh I think one of my kids has seen a Taylor Swift concert. I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> go. You got a chance to go or what? No, is this why you're asking? Uh, no, I just said some dude had posed the question to me, and I said I'd probably do it for just to experience it one time because it's supposed to be pretty wild. I'm sure she puts on a great show. I'm sure it is a good, like pyrotechnic, yeah, floating in the air, doing all kinds of cool tricks. Not my cup of tea, though. <laughs> <laughs> what 
the heck? I want to just imagine what it is that you think is happening. <laughs> Dude, I'm sure these big high-end concerts, she's got to be doing something other than just standing up there singing. Like she's floating on stages, getting like strapped to harnesses and flying around the arena. <laughs> That's what I imagine is going down. Yeah, well, I, I mean, how. See it. You better be entertained, like high-quality entertainment, spending that much money on a ticket. Are you not entertained? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if it's, she's up there just strumming the guitar and uh, sitting on the old piano, that is boring. I imagine she's <laughs> doing something. Did you hear about the the show in Seattle causing a 2.3 magnitude earthquake? Was it at the Seahawks Stadium? Because that know. place, they built that stadium to be loud. <laughs> I'm serious. That's the home of the the twelfth man. How loud it gets there, bro. Oof, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're agreeing with me that like, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I dude. know what you're talking about, but you're killing me today, dude. <laughs> I'm having a great day, dude. I'm just well, telling you. How was your week? Oh man, uh, I busy know one. Week. I know one highlight. And we're not going to dabble in it that much, but... Yeah, yeah, I did get to see the new Turtles movie. Don't say a word, and um, I, I still have a couple days. Yeah, it's hard. I wish I could just tell you how I, if, what I thought about it, but I'll wait. I'll tell you this. I'll tell okay. you this. Let it rip. Uh, I love the animation, man. Like, it's such a cool take. It's such a cool uh, reworking of the Turtles now that they're teenagers, uh, did you like it? Did you like the animation better than Miles Morales animation? No, no. Really? That's a like. I I thought it was cool and it was distinctive and it was neat, but like unique. Yeah, but the Miles Morales stuff feels like your mind is being blown when you watch it. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to say it's like on another level because that makes it sound like I don't know. Putting them on levels is weird. I just think <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. I thought that the Spider-Man one was a little better, I guess. Gotcha. But still really cool, man. And I, the only thing I'll spoil for you, because you don't you won't know when it's coming, is that my favorite scene in the whole movie is when uh, Master Splinter just goes on a rampage and starts He lays fighting. it down, huh? He lays it down. I love Splinter, man. Me too. I'm a Splinter guy. Was Casey Jones in it or a mention or anything? Like there's were there any Easter eggs in it? I mean, you don't have to tell me. Like, uh, not as far as I remember. Right. Not as far as I remember. Uh, I did see it really late at night and was kind of tired, so maybe there was and I didn't catch it. Uh, but I don't recall hmm. if there was. What about like leaving room for like another one down the road? Definitely. I mean, like it ends on a massive cliffhanger. Oh, okay. not a cliffhanger, but on a teaser. Gotcha. I wish I could tell you. It better not be new baby turtles. God, no. I'd, I would never do that to you. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not even going to go if it was new baby turtles. Can I tell you who's at the end? Is it the Rat King or Shredder? I'm not saying until you tell me if I can tell you or not. It's got to be Shredder, bro. The right, foot I'm plan. not going to say nothing. All right. Don't tell me. I can't wait to see what you think, man. Yeah. Super stoked to watch it. I'm glad you got a chance to go see it. I don't know how you got a chance to see it that early. Just a day early. That's impressive. That layer pass got gotcha. you. The layer pass. I'm glad that we've worked that out and got that squared away because that's really come in handy. 
But anyways, how was the how was the rest of your week? You do okay? I'm doing all right, man. Glad to be in the lair. Glad to be chatting comics. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad the week's almost done. We record these on Thursday, so we got one more day of work, and then the beautiful. We're gonna bring in the weekend. weekend. Yeah, dude, yeah. I'm looking forward to the going weekend to Legoland. Well. Are you? Yeah, we're gonna hit up the old land of Lego. Bro, I've never been to Legoland. As much as I love Legos, I want to get down there. Wish me luck. I don't know anything about Legoland. Is it going to be hot? That's what. That's the first it's question. It's definitely going to be hot. See, I don't know about that. You're going to get chafed up walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Is it outside Legoland? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would assume there are rides and stuff there, right? Oh, man. The high of 93 on Saturday. Yeah, it's like a little amusement park with like little roller coasters and like Made of Legos? I would I would think they build them strong. Well, dude, we are off the rails. Why don't we try to gear this in? Unless you want to talk about anything you had go on this weekend. No, I had a, I had a normal week. It was pretty good. I've been trying to pull some pranks around the office. Some simple ones. I can give you some tips and you can do it around your office that are just will make you laugh. Hit it up. All right, so you, let me give you a little tip, a little 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 tidbit of what you can do around the office, okay? For pranking right people. Me. Super right easy. You, you got post-it notes around the office, I take it, right? A lot of them? Tons of them. Too many of them. And you got a- What size? The, the big ones or the little it, ones? It don't matter, because you're going to rip a little piece off, right? right. And you know all the, the new uh, technology we have in like a computer mouse? You know, it's not yeah. the old ball in there anymore where you have it's to a like- little, It's a little hole. A little laser beam. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, dude, you rip a little square piece off and just draw like a smiley face on it, and just cover that little 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 infrared dot down there, and then people can't use their mouse, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and you How just, many times did you do that one? You just watch them struggle for a minute, bro, and they think their batteries are dead, and then they turn it over and they see a little smiley face sticker. <laughs> I like that one. And you just die laughing. And don't tell them it was you. Or don't let them know it was you. And just do it to random people around the office like one a week. And it's hilarious. How many people do you work with? A lot. I don't. I work with four people. So on my team, like direct team, we're, I don't know, we have like a handful. But so I've done it to, in my office that I work in, there's one, two, there's four desks, including mine. So I've done it to the three people in my office all on the same day. That was pretty funny. One of them I was in there for, and I was dying laughing. And like, you know me, dude. If I do a prank or a joke, like, I can't keep it in. Like, I just die laughing. Mm -hmm. But then upstairs in our upstairs office, we got like, I don't know, 15, 20 people up there. And um, I did it to somebody upstairs today. I didn't see their reaction, but I'm sure it was funny. And I'm just, what I was thinking about doing is like doing a little smiley face and like putting someone else's name on it. So then it starts like a prank war with people that aren't even involved. How funny oh, would that be? Now we're like talking. put Jim's name on it or something, and then all of a yeah. sudden they're they're pranking Jim, and now Jim's pissed, and he's pranking him back, and you're he's just sitting staplers back. and leg and Jello. Yeah, and you're just sitting back laughing. So that's what I got to do this week, other than work. I mean, I did work. Oh, dude, you wanna let me tell you this? Tell me. For all of our listeners out there, and if you're into it, let me know, because I want to know everything I can learn about this. I got my first deck of magic cards. Heck yeah, dude. I got a commander, when do you play? I got a commander deck, a pre-con deck, so it's already like set. I'm sure I can add stuff to it over time to make it better, but it's 100 cards, 
Um, cost me like 40 bucks. And my my oldest daughter, who just loves to read, and I mean, when I say loves to read, I'm being sarcastic. She just hates to read. She had a $50 gift card, bro, to Barnes & Noble since Christmas. Oh, yeah. So I was like, can I have that bad boy? And she was like, sure. So I went down the old B&N and got me a magic deck and then I bought a booster pack. And uh, bro, I played my first match today. Did you? I got beat up. (laughs) I mean, I did play against a guy who's been playing for a long time uh, that I work with and his deck, like he built his deck. So it's not like one that's like pre-constructed and his deck was really, really cool. And, um, he walked like, he basically like walked me through the, all the steps. Cause I, some of the cards, I didn't know what they did right away. Um, but it was fun, dude. I had a blast. I freaking love that game, man. And yeah, it just like, after I played it, I was like, dude, I want to just play another round. But, um, it, it was fun, dude. I was stoked on it. Um, he also gave me and another buddy a bunch of cards that he either had like um, extras of or just didn't go with his decks that he was building. So super stoked on it, man. I um, And we were playing Commander too. We weren't playing Standard. Yeah. So um, it was fun. I'll tell you right now. I'm in it. When do you get together with a bunch of dudes to play Commander though? That's when it's going to get lit up. So yeah, a bunch of the guys, they play like Sunday nights. They all get together and play. Um, and then they'll do like just random days throughout the week. Sometimes they'll meet at whoever's. And instead of like a poker night, they'll do like a magic night. Heck yeah, dude. That's my freaking jam. So I'm telling you, if you want to get into it with me, we can play online together and uh, just use our cameras. You know, do a little FaceTime. Out. We'll figure it out. We got to get it happening. But it was a good time, and I'm I'm in, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Um, started watching. You know me, dude. I've been watching oh magic my videos, gosh, bro. Dude. I'm buying magic T-shirts already. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just kidding. The T-shirt one—that's more me. Is it? Yeah, dude. I will say, man, because you know, I mean, this kind of goes hand in. I don't want to say hand in hand with comics, but it's like I don't know. I they're yeah. I think they go pretty well There's together. A stuff comic like this. Shops sell magic cards. Yeah, dude, the artwork on some of these cards is. There's so a ton of overlap. Uh, there's a ton of comic book artists that do magic cards. Oh, really? Yeah. You know who's done some is uh, our boy Tyler Crook. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'll have to check him out because I know. Um, so my local shop, they went to the Comic Con down in San Diego. What last week? Yeah, a week, couple weeks ago, and they brought back a bunch of stuff. Um, that was like exclusives that they got there. And a few of them are like, um, uh, magic comics. I've never oh, read. Oh yeah. And just the cover, just the cover art looks, I almost bought it just for that, you know, just cause mm-hmm. the cover art looks so good. Um, uh, but yeah, some of these cards that I was looking through, dude, they're just so neat. Like, yeah, so creative. And the artwork is what fantastic. Color is your, what color is your commander deck? Um, uh, my commander. So my commander is blue and black. Blue and black. And so I can have blue black cards in my deck. Yeah. So it's a it's like a zombie deck. So my commander is all about creating zombie tokens, like these two two zombie tokens. And if I pair it with certain cards, like I can just create can like, like create, an army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of zombie tokens. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm more I'm a, I'm a white and green guy, but uh, blue and black can be powerful. 
Yeah. So this this commander, he's like ranked in the top, like right now, as far as like the commander card, he's like ranked four or five right now with like as like a top commander card. So he's he's good. The deck itself isn't the best. Like I got to add some some cards to it eventually. But dude, I'm I'm just having fun with it and learning. Yeah, and, uh, man. That's what life's about, dude. Have fun. Make it happen. Anyways, if you're into magic, hit me up. I I hope you get a deck soon so we can play. It would be way too hard to play over FaceTime. We'd have to figure a way out to play like arcade or something. But anyways, that's that was one of my highlights of the week, man. I, I did that. Pumped and, for you, um, Yeah, it, it was cool. Super stoked on it. Let's get into some books, though. Let's get into our B.O.W. Well, lay it in there. <laughs> hey, lay it in there. We're getting into uh, Curse Words Volume 2. Um, Charles Soule, Ryan Brown... And, um, dude, this story just got wilder and wilder, man. The creativity in here is so good. It was hilarious. I was dying laughing. Um, you want me to give like an overview of the whole book or how do you want to do it? You want to just jump into it? I feel like, hey, check out the first episode. We covered volume one and we're just going to pick up. Yeah. Let's get right into it, dude. So, dude, the opening scene, hilarious. Oh, dude. So basically what's going down right now is is Ruby is now on Earth. She's powerless. Um, our old main character, Wizard, he's trying to get her to like be a partner with him on Earth because he loves Earth. And um, he just wants to do all these cool things for people. And like the tagline, I can't remember what it was. It was like uh, Wizard and Ruby. What was the name? He had it like Stitch, like yeah. Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And it's just hilarious, dude. Stuff like that is so funny. Uh, she's not buying it. She, you know, she wants to get her powers back. She still just doesn't even like Wizard. So she like basically is out on her own. Margaret's trying to help her while she's out on her own because she she doesn't speak the language, and um, you know, on Earth, and she's just kind of lost. She has no powers, so she doesn't know what to do. So she's she kind of just skips out. <clears throat> Wizard, he has his own problems, right? Because he has. He is our main villain, SZA, as we like to call him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's trying to, you know, get people pumped up to go take him out. And then we also have um, the United States government after him because he's yeah. ruining stuff. In the He's, you know, that uh, the Eiffel Tower that he created from, <laughs> from the first arc. He's still out there walking around, bro, just taking he, in the sights. He made it to the Grand Canyon, and he's just chilling, taking it in. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, the U.S. government and the president, they're trying to take him out as well. And then we get that one character um, also from uh, Volume 1 uh, from Interpol and some, like... Oh, uh, yeah, the, like, is he uh Some, like, special French? agent. He's yeah, French, right? he's French. Some French special agent. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. No. But his name is funny. He has a wild arc in this And one. his dialogue choices are hysterical. Oh. So he's after him. So Wizard has, uh, like, a three-headed dragon, uh, you know, all these people trying to take him out. And he just wants to live life like he was, doing magic for people and giving wishes. And Mm-hmm. That's kind of... What do you think of that overview? Think I should go into in, in any more details here, or you just want to... I think you crushed it. Thanks, dude. I want to talk about this opening scene, though, just being hilarious. I will say it's probably the funniest thing I've read in a long time. Paint the picture for us. So our our main villain, SZA, he is, like, basically having, like... Um, he, he wants all these wizards of the realm, the whole world, 
um, that he rules to, he basically invites him to like a family barbecue. Yeah. And all those, like all the guys and, and wizards that get invited, like it's not your typical, like hangout barbecue. It's just hysterical, dude. We get, um, what's his name? The, the dude that's half horse, half man. Bochco. Yeah. Bochco. Bochco. He shows up with his family. His fan. What I thought was hysterical is like he walks around with no clothes on. <laughs> yeah, dude. And his family shows up, and Sis is like introducing himself to him, like he knows him. Like it's a, it's like one of those work functions where you. It's like I'm not saying I'm in this position now, but it's like you hate your job, and you get invited to some work barbecue that your boss and you show up and you just hate it. You don't even want to be there. And that's what it reminds me of. And your boss is like trying to pretend that he knows you and your family and that he cares mm-hmm. about you, like some big corporation. Yeah. And that's the feeling I got. And I thought it was just hysterical, dude. The dialogue between everybody was so funny, but especially with Botchko and his family shows up and his wife's like, I wish you could at least put on some clothes. <laughs> and he, he just rolls with it. He's like, you know, you married a nudist. Dude. And then I love the interaction between SZA and their kids where oh they correct gosh, him. And he's dude. just like, I love being corrected by kids. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It's so sarcastic and so funny. So the opening scene just had me dying. Uh, uh, I thought it was super funny as well. The artwork also, is pretty cool, too. Yeah. I also kind of liked how SZA kind of like. I don't know. In the first volume, he seemed really big and almost too big to to fit in a panel. But now getting to see him in like his full form. He's like I in a it was, suit and everything yeah. at the barbecue. But I thought he was kind of cool looking. Yeah, it was pretty neat. So basically what he's doing is he's getting all these wizards together and he's going to put on almost like a... Uh, Almost like a Hunger Games kind of thing where, you know, like whoever's the last wizard standing is going to go fight Mm -hmm. Wizard and they get some special reward if they defeat him. And so all, you know, they're going into like these these games pretty much that Wizard uh, SZA has set up. And Botchko and another character decide like they're they have like a little side thing going on. They're like supposedly in love. They decide to kind of like they're going to beat the system and their plan is to, or at least Botchko's plan, is to, you know, win this tournament. And then when he leaves, take, uh, what's her name? Uh, Violet? Yeah, take Violet with him. And they're going to fall in love, go defeat Wizard, and just kind of leave all together as well. Mm-hmm. And then come back later and try to beat um, SZA. That doesn't go go Botchko's way too well. No. Um, I, I thought his arc was pretty cool. I liked it too. My favorite arc in this whole entire volume, though, was Margaret's and uh, the French guy. The French dudes, yeah. The French dudes was nuts. I did see it coming. When you get to the last couple couple pages, you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen. And um, I liked it. I did really like his arc. I don't know if I want to spoil it or should we just let her rip? It's up to you, man. Let's spoil it. <laughs> Let's spoil it. So the French dude, his arc, he's trying to take down Wizard 2 because he, he seems like he knows something more than what... Well, what was wild is that it turns out his kids were part of the group who was watching that baseball game. And so he's got a... He's, uh, you know, he's, he's invested in this yeah. on a personal level. And, uh, you know, Wizard kind of lies to him and tells him it was all SZA. And, uh, I mean, are we going this far down the rabbit yeah, hole? Yeah, yeah, keep going. I like it. And uh, so at the very end, uh, during a battle, a portal to the whole world opens up. And, dude, the French dude just goes in, yeah. bro. 
he's gonna go fight SZA on his own, and I think he gets a knife through him, a sword or something. Yeah, I think so. He gets a little jab in him, and uh, then it's just brought. You know, SZA tells the French dude, "Like, what are you talking about, man? I had nothing to do with any of that." Yeah, he lays it straight. So they're gonna team up in, in Volume Three, and that's gonna that could be dangerous because. You know, SZA obviously wants to take him out. Oh, and this, what if SZA gives him power? magic power? Yeah. And this dude has nothing to lose. Like, his family's yeah. gone. They got taken who knows where. And so he's out for vengeance. Oh, man. So it's going to be rad. So I really liked his arc. I thought that was really cool. Um, and Margaret's was cool, too. Margaret's was rad. I loved her whole thing and explaining to Ruby why she likes it here and how, you know, she's not wizard sort of like go getter. Yeah. She's her own person, has her own ideas, can do what she wants. And I thought it was neat. What did you think of her as a platypus? I miss the koala, man. <laughs> I do too. I didn't know what the significance was with the platypus, but she can, like you said, she's free to choose and do whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do like the koala the best so far out of all the, the characters yeah. she's been. And I liked how she put it together finally, man. We were wondering if she was going to, and she realized, I think they were at a football game or yeah, something. Yep. And she realized once he stole or he powered up there, that he took all of their like fandom away and they all started leaving the game. So she's piecing that together. Wizard doesn't seem like he cares at all. No, he's, Actually, Wizard seems like he's flying off the rails a little, he's man. He's super self-centered and selfish. Yeah. And it's going to come back to be bad. I, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, I like how too Margaret even calls like from the first volume when he takes all the, um, when he powers up at that, um, uh, magic place, mm-hmm. she even calls there to talk to him. And that guy's That's like not right. even doing yeah. magic anymore. He just went off. The, he doesn't even remember how he to do magic all his tricks. Yeah. yeah. So Margaret's piecing it together and she knows. So there, there's going to be a lot of stuff that goes down in volume three that I'm looking yeah. forward to. But one of the wild things was was that Wizard has this wild idea to uh, pair up with the United States government to take out the wizards who will be coming, right? Because he's like, hey, I need, to, I need a teammate here. And so he goes to the president. They sort of team up. But then, dude, they pull one under Wizard and kidnap Margaret at the very end. Yeah, I think they need some leverage. That's, yeah. So they're going to hold that so the wizard doesn't do anything dumb. Yep. And, um... Yeah, I don't know how that how that's gonna turn out because like I do like how Wizard finally came forward and was like, "Hey, like I'm here to try to help you guys." Like they originally wanted to destroy you. Like I wish he would have just done that in the first place. Remember how like mm-hmm. the whole time Margaret was like, "Dude, why didn't you just tell him like this guy was sitting here to destroy Earth and you and you were protecting them? That's why this happened." Instead of like creating the whole debacle with the stadium and everybody watching yeah. the game disappeared, the millions of people. And so um, I think that, I mean, the United States government chose to work with them to save themselves and the world. But at the same time, I, I think they don't trust him and they need a, they need like a, a piece to, to leverage against him for sure. Yeah. So worried about her, man. She's uh, no, she's my favorite character, I think. Yeah, me too. Ruby, Ruby was kind of on her own, on her own sort of like uh Find yourself mission. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, and uh, she ends up kind of getting dressed in a hilarious way there at the end. What did you think of her arc here? Her arc was kind of weird to me. Like it almost yeah. seemed like she was like 
she went she went through like a roller coaster of emotions like at first she hated it she didn't want anything to do with it but then when she went to that place and when she went and got powered up i can't remember where she where'd she power up finally towards the end she found a party yeah that's what it was yeah she was at a party and i did like how when because she couldn't communicate and then that person at the hotel she's staying at gave her that like kids tablet right and she started to kind of come to life like like enjoying herself and like like wizard said she was like man i maybe she does like this place but then she powered up and i don't know what she's gonna do now wow so overall, though, dude, I liked it, man. It, it was a um, a fun volume, too. Um, there's some things I didn't see coming, some things I did. Um, what you, would what'd you think of it overall? Or do you have anything else to add? I would, did we talk a- enough about the cool game that um, SZA had the Wizards playing? Because I thought that was kind of a cool, like at first there's like a home plate, and I'm like, oh, they're playing baseball. But then it's this neat it's like sort a of twist like, on it. You're taking turns and you can throw magic at your opponent and then it's their job to like hit it back to them or dodge it or something. Yeah, I did think that was pretty cool. I can't remember what exactly he called it. But that was kind of cool. I thought the flashback to kind of the beginning of Ruby and Wizard's sort of like boyfriend-girlfriend stage was kind of interesting where they're playing that game but a long time ago and he sees her and uh cheating out uh cornwall and his sister oh yeah 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 oh yeah because that girl is um cornwall the the one who comes back finally because um what's her name again violet yeah violet is cornwall's sister yeah and she ends up duping botchko sorry to kind of get off track here no we're good Okay, so she duped Botchko. Does mm-hmm. you know? It, it, she thinks like Botchko was just using her, which I think he was too, right? Oh, I thought so for sure. Yeah, because they were kind of in an argument of who should win the tournament. Because they got down to the last two, and they're like, Botchko's like, "I'm gonna win, obviously," and she's mm-hmm. like, "What do you mean, like obviously?" And so she ends up winning the tournament, and she goes to fight Wizard because that was. Um, Cornwall was her her brother, so she mm-hmm. also had a like, you know, a score to settle with Wizard. So, pretty cool, man. I think it it continued the story in a compelling way. I thought that it picked up where it should have. Uh, I had, still though, I think that there's some uh, questions that carry over still from Volume One, like. What exactly are Ruby and Wizard going to do? What's up with Margaret? Is she going to get out of there? Uh, what's going to happen between Wizard and the governments? Uh, and is is it going to ultimately end up being a SZA versus Wizard? So lots of interesting questions still kind of looming over the story. Yeah. I enjoyed it, though, dude. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I thought it was unique, clever. I love the artwork, the fight scene between um, Wizard and... Uh, French dude? No, the Wizard and the oh, French Violet. dude were cool, but Violet. yeah. Wizard and Violet was... That fight <laughs> scene was... You still can't remember I, dude, I'm I wanted. To, I almost said Ruby, but it's not. Violet. Um, <laughs> that fight scene was rad. I thought yeah. it was such a cool fight scene. The coloring, uh, so good. And you're reading this in the hardcover, aren't you? Yeah, dude. I oh, love yeah. It. I bet it's fantastic. What do you think about the panel with like kind of the jaggedy diamond shaped panels and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the paneling's super unique. Do you um in yours do you have the holiday special? Yeah. Okay. 
That's the one where you find out about their first meeting each other, like when they were playing the game the first time. See, I didn't read not the, the holiday first special. Time, but... What? Yeah, I stopped at the holiday special. So that's why I didn't know what you were even talking about right there. <laughs> oh, man. Did yours have it, though? I did, yeah. Because I'm I, I'm reading it digitally, and it has the holiday special in there. Dude, so in the holiday special, bro, it's like a flashback to Christmas time. Because I thought the arc ended right there, and I was like, I'll just wait to read the holiday special. I didn't know if you were reading it or not, so I stopped. I stopped right when, uh, yeah, issue 10. It's a flashback to, like, Christmas time in the whole world, right? And um, Scissor's kind of throwing a party for them all, but this is where it's called Meet the Meat. And so they kind of like throw a bunch of meat on the ground. One of them forms it into a like wild being. It kind of looks like a... Uh, like a fly? Like a fly pug. Yeah, I see it. Dude, the artwork is fantastic, bro. So rad. And uh, the thing is, whoever can find it first and bring it back wins the game. The meat meat game. And um, it ends up being Cornwall and uh, Violet to get it. But Ruby kind of cheats. And makes them forget and then brings it back herself. But Wizard watches it all happen. And uh, so he kind of confronts her at the end about it. And that's kind of how they end up going on their first date. Because it turns out that's how Wizard has won that that same game like year after year. Because he's been cheating too. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to read it. I didn't know. My bad, dude. I didn't know we were. I thought we were just stopping at the end of the volume two. So I didn't read that. But I'm gonna jump into it. It looks, the art looks fantastic. It's a quick read and just kind of a fun little backstory into the two of them. All right. Well, thanks for that. Uh, yeah. Little side note there. Get into it, Dad. Anyways, overall, I enjoyed it. I, it was a lot of fun still, and uh, I can't wait for volume three. Heck yeah, buddy. What do you think? Uh, did it live up to volume one, or did it let you down in any way? Were you stoked about it still? I don't think it let. I thought it lived up to it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought it too. went right in, right in step with volume one. Um, I didn't have really any issues with it. It was fun. Um, Hilarious. Yeah, super funny. Um, it got a little still more clever as could be. Uh, yeah, a little more wild, like I said earlier. So I liked it. Yeah, heck yeah, buddy. Well. Tune in two weeks from now. We'll be diving into volume three. Volume three. Yeah, dude. We're going to um, blaze right through this. Stoked on it. Dude, did you read uh, Lost Years number five? Listen, this is the only thing I've read this week besides their BO dub so far. Lost Years issue five. Some it wraps it up. Go ahead. Let me hear your thoughts. Uh, I think I liked it more than you did. I think you did. I mean, I'm not saying I it was. It. The, I'm not saying I hated it. There was some good yeah, stuff I in it. I think I think the artwork is fantastic. Speaking of artwork, bro. <laughs> listen. Why? You're making me nervous. Let's talk about some of the covers. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Because you were killing me today, man. <laughs> so for whatever reason, uh my local shop posted a thing on Instagram and um of like their wall of all their new releases. And I, I was, I tried to zoom in and it's small because their wall's pretty big, you know? And so like, you can kind of see the covers and I saw the last Ronin and I was like, oh, I want to check out the covers. And one of the covers, man, I swear it looks like Mikey riding a dinosaur. 
And I'm like, bro, so I give you a ring and I'm, I'm on the way to the shop and I'm like, dude, I'm going to go pick up the last Ronin. And we were, we were even debating if it was out. And I was like, dude, I'm thinking it's out. I was like, you didn't see the cover of him, Ryan, the dinosaur. <laughs> and you're and like, in my mind, I'm just like, why is he riding the dinosaur? And I'm like, bro, I'm a hundred percent certain that Mikey is riding a dino, dude. A long neck dino on the cover. I don't know why he's doing it, but he's riding this dino like he's just owning it. I don't know where dino came from. Maybe it's a mutant dino. I don't know. Dude, I get to the shop and I was so stoked because I was gonna send you a picture of this cover. And it's him riding a camel, dude. <laughs> I was dying laughing in the shop. <laughs> when you sent the picture to me, I was talking to my coworker and I just started laughing out loud, dude. I was laughing so hard in the shop and like, I'm sure everybody was like, what is this guy giggling about? Cause I'm just standing over there by myself, just busting up laughing, dude. And he's just riding a camel. I did not get that cover though. I got the A cover. Such a good cover. Yeah. The artwork is fantastic, dude. I love the artwork throughout the series. Um, but what'd you think? How, what do you think? How, how, how'd you like it? Um, I liked it, man. Um, I don't want to, I don't know. Sometimes I like it when we come to something on the same page, but I like this. I mean, so in the last one, I thought it was the strongest one because in the, you know, he makes good friends with that dude in the cage match stuff and yeah. he sacrifices himself for Mikey and, and this kind of picks up there and Mikey's, you know, livid. Because they're calling him that, you know, he wins and he, by disqualification or something. Or, they don't like that. Yeah, they don't like the outcome yeah. of it. And he's yelling, this isn't that. This is a freaking execution. And so he's losing his mind. But they stick to their promises, bro. And uh, let him go because they're pretty convinced. Like, hey, once he goes, sees death worm. Like, he's going to die anyway. He's going to die anyway. And... uh you know, he gets out, he travels all the way to wherever the heck Death Worm is. Oh, Italy. he's at the Coliseum. Yeah, he's in, he's in Italy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, so I will say the only thing is like, it had such a huge potential here. Like, why did they waste so many of the early issues with this like monotonous, draggy, like, well, what they should have done is just kind of opened up here and like had action nonstop because of all these dudes who could have been taken out for issues. Oh, yeah. Um, I 100% agree. I thought it was a little too drug out. Like, I thought it could have been, like, three issues. Like, if they're going to do, no. like, a like a prequel to Last Ronin, do, like, something short, three issues, short, sweet, and just, like, full action of how he... Mm -hmm. But they threw... Like, they could have done... A, at least I think. This is just my personal opinion. I think they could have done away with the young turtle group thing. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. The new turtles... Yeah. Um. I didn't. I didn't need any. I didn't really care for that too much. Um. And, and so I agree. And and but I did like this issue. Uh, you know, I thought it was cool. Um. I did think the main when he finally fights Deathworm. That's what I mean. Like just he finally gets to the big battle, and it's two pages. Yeah. It's not. Wasn't a big battle, and it was just like he's getting beat up, and all of a sudden he's like, gets these shocker things out, and Deathworm's dead, and I'm like, that's it, like five issues to fight death worm and that's the battle we get yep you know so i, I was kind of let down at the battle yeah if they would have just focused on mikey and his story like to me it's very clear at the end here that they're going to be doing something with these new turtles yeah and so they're trying to make this into something to to boost 
boost into that. But I do think the story probably would have been better served as a story if it just stuck to Mikey's story. I 100% agree. Like, it could have just stuck to Mikey's story, three issues, and then they could have done another story with, you know, April, Casey, and the New Turtles. I did like, though, that Casey was putting on Casey Jones masks at the end. I thought that was pretty rad. That was pretty rad. So I was stoked on that. Um, And again, the artwork is fantastic. I think throughout this whole series, you can't beat the artwork. Like even just if you, you know, you're a fan of turtles or you're a fan of the, like just good art. It's, it's worth picking up. I think just for that. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. No, I'm not buying the new one that comes out. I don't know. I can't ever say no though. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Was that what you were going to ask? Yeah, 100%. That's what I was going to ask. You're not like, uh, are you just a, like, what is it? Just I am a little interested, to be honest, but I just don't, I don't know. Two reasons. And I know this probably, the first one is probably a dumb reason. Like the whole, remember the first like two issues of this series where they were like talking like little oh toddlers? Gosh, they did so bad. That just put a bad taste in my mouth for one. Yeah. And I know that's not going to be in the, you know, they're, they're teen. It looks like they're teenagers mm-hmm. and April at the end of this, April and Casey's like, looks like taking them out on their first mission in New York, mm-hmm. uh, in present day New York, or well, it'll be present day in the storyline, like in the future. And does, does that even make sense? Present day in the storyline in the future. <laughs> That didn't even make a lick of sense. You know what I meant, though, dude. <laughs> so Mikey's he's gone, and it's they finished their training. <laughs> Get out of yeah. here! No, it made sense. It's funny because it just did make sense to me, but then when you called attention to it, it was hilarious. So I don't know. We'll see how. Well, because the thing is, dude, like as silly as they were at the beginning, the thing about the last Ronin series and this one included, it's darker, it's more mature, it's heavier. And so I feel like if they're keeping that tone and that That vibe with these new turtles going forward, it could be cool. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that because now, yeah, now that you say that, this, w- when um, Mikey finally gets to that Coliseum where Deathworm is, there's some pretty brutal panels. Like, it's not like the turtle IDW no, ongoing. No, and we said like, that it's before, very it's like, it, it's pretty much like, uh, you know, you have X-Men and then you have um, Logan. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it is for Turtle. Yeah. Like, he's slicing people in half. Dude, um, he took a dude's he decapitated a dude. Took you never see that in Saturday morning no, cartoons. Definitely not. So yeah, if it does keep that dark theme, it could be pretty neat. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, I don't know, I could be in. You're in. And because the You the, are yeah, in. in. I know you're I know. in. And because it's Eastman, like he's the original dude. Like if anyone gets to do this, it's him. That's it's true. It's not like they took it and IDW, you know, some it's Random. not like uh it's not like a pulp where they have a bunch of young kids just creating stories in the back for when they run out of yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. So I mean now that you put it like that, I, I I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. And to be honest with you, this is really petty on my part, and I own up to it. I hated their names so much I couldn't get into them. Oh, this yeah, this is gonna be a good point. Yep. But 
the explanation for their names here i thought was really cool at the end yeah and it made me soften on it a little bit so no i do i agree with you 100 percent. i did like april or casey's explanation with their names uh go ahead and you want to yeah it was just the like each one is named after the number one from different countries or languages that mikey had visited on his journey and the idea is like, because even though there's four of them, they're one family. Yeah, and so they're one I unit, one cool. family. Yeah. yeah. So I, I did enjoy that. I, I did think that was pretty neat, pretty clever. So it had its, it had its ups and downs through this series for me. I it will did, say, dude. What do you think of uh, that really light blue turtle? They're pretty unique. I will say because mm. like the the OG turtles, like they're all like they look exactly. They look the like same. they could have been quadruplets. You mm-hmm. know. And these ones, they're definitely all 100% different. Yeah. I don't know. They could grow on me, though. Yeah. And it looks like instead of them, like, being, like, having one weapon specialty, like Leo with his katanas, you know, like, they all are carrying, like, all the weapons. Like, if you look, like, uh, this one in the front, I don't know their names, but nunchucks and a sword. Yeah. And it looks like she has a sigh hanging off her back, his back. I don't know. So I'm down. I know you're in. You already got them ordered. <laughs> you already have them ordered, dude. You don't got to lie to me. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I will say, dude, flipping through this too and seeing all the covers, just the different variant covers, I think when The Last Ronin originally started, I think has had some of the best variant covers mm-hmm. I think I've ever seen. Yeah, they had a great variant cover program for that. So, um, anyways, dude, uh, that's about all. Any other uh, books you got into that you want to highlight real quick? I got into In Hell We Fight number two. Did I talk about that already? No. I loved it. Good? Yeah, man. Wild twist. So, you remember at the end of issue one, they're hijacking that ice cream truck. Okay. Because they think, uh, but there's an angel back there. Right. And so, in this one, it picks up with like, you know, they're trying to make plans for what they're going to do with this angel. And anyway, there's a huge twist at the end of this one where they're going to end up helping the angel and uh, just super cool, super fun. Artwork's great. Jock's nailing it. Uh, The dialogue, the characters are funny, clever. So I'm still really loving that, man. It's been really great. Um, I got to read the Noctera Nemesis special. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Nuts, bro. I didn't pick that one up. It was nuts. I think that's the only one I haven't picked up in that. Well, yeah. Because it's kind of like the, it's kind of like a Blacktop Bill special volume two, you know, like number two. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because it's all about him and Emery and kind of picks up uh, where that one, you know, where 14, 15 left off. And uh, man, him and and Emery were in a battle, bro. I really liked it. Uh, Did I talk to you about click, click? Yeah, talk to you about click, click, boom. Yeah, you read number two, right? Yeah, I think the only other thing I read this week, bro, was uh, I got to catch up on Peacemaker Tries Hard number three, which I was, think four uh, just came out, good. right? Four, they're up to four now. Yeah, I, think. I have to wait a month. Oh yeah, DCM. yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. How was it? But still still really stayed, liking stayed it, man. True. Yeah, stay true, bro. Stay true. That's what I just said. <laughs> Gosh, dude. Oh, oh and I got to read. You know, this is more for, I guess, Marvel Unagi show, but I did get to read Clobber in time number two. Oh, yeah. How was it? Did you like it? Yeah, I'm liking it, man. It's pretty good so far. 
not as good, not as much as I've been liking Fantastic Four. And I hope that you read it now that we know it's available on Hoopla. Dude, I know. Hoopla, if you're subscribed to Hoopla, they just put a bunch of new books on there. And so I got a lot of reading to do because there's a bunch of stuff on there that just came out this week that I am looking forward to. So super stoked on that. Well, buddy, good week. Good week, man. Um, I'm looking forward to Turtles this weekend. And uh, I don't know. We'll be chatting about that next week. And that'll give it a little little time for people to watch. Well, Um, it's a good chance to talk about it because I guess we're hanging next week. So it's a good We're straight uh, hanging in the lair, talking books, and we'll be talking Turtles. Yeah, baby. So go watch it. What are you looking Anything forward coming? to? Yeah, what are you looking forward to coming out next week? It's kind of I a lighter a week light, for me. I got a I got a light week, is what I was just gonna say, dude. Uh, you know, of course, assuming everything stays accurate here, we've got Kaya Ten. Yeah, I saw that. We've got Swan Song number two, and we've got the the biggest one for the week. I think for both of us is that Enfield Gang Massacre number one. Dude, super stoked on that. Yeah, and then for collected editions for our boy Monk. Dude, there's a lot of trades coming out next week. Yeah, I will we've got say. Behold Behemoth trade paperback coming out. A Calculated Man Insane from Ca- uh, yeah. Aftershock. And it's only Teenage Wasteland trade paperback coming out. Yep, Damn Them All Volume 1, The Ambassadors mm-hmm. Volume 1. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of trades coming out next week, so it's a week for trades for sure. Heck yeah, buddy. You got anything going on fun next week? Nothing going on fun. It's school well, started, dude. School started for the kids. Your school started already? Yep. So I am super stoked the kids are back in school. I mean, it doesn't Dang, really you affect. You start early. It doesn't really affect me that much, honestly. They, you know, they go to school. That's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, if this you get week, bored, make sure you check out coffeeandacomic.com. You get know your what? books. Let's let's give him a big shout out. He just celebrated a year in his uh, brick yeah. and mortar shop. So kudos to him. Time Can, flew, dude. dude. I was there before he opened, man. Got to check it out. Yeah, congratulations. I'm sure brick and mortar and anything nowadays is super hard to do it for a year. Yeah, and so to stay in it and stick with it, and um, that's that's rad. So congratulations, um, Coffee and a Comic. Super stoked for you. Yeah, go support him. Enter our coupon code. The comic book layer in all caps to check out. Save 15%. Support a rad dude doing rad things, doing radical, radical things for all of us. Yeah, and if you're down in his area, stop by the stop by the old shop. Yeah. Stop in that uh brick and mort. That's what I'm talking about, dude, with the old brick and mort. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, take us on home. Listen, we would love Love if you told a friend about us. Dude, last week, real quick. <laughs> Tell man, anybody. I, I was listening to the episode and the closing was killing me. You're like, tell someone, what'd you say? You're like, tell someone you don't know or yeah, something like yeah. that. Meet a friend that way. You never know. Riding on the bus, just spread the old lair. Spread the old lair around. Um, everybody will enjoy it. I know it. Guaranteed. <laughs> um Anyways, yeah, check us out on our Instagram, The Comic Lair. You can see everything we're getting into. And um, join the convo over on our Discord. We'd love to hear from you. love to meet you. Uh, let us know what you're reading, what you're watching. Let us know if you watched the new Turtle movie. Yeah, I want to know what everyone thinks. Keep the spoiler free. Even though I know the story because yeah. I read that silly book of my son's. I'm pretty sure I know the story. It. I'm pretty sure I know exactly what happens. But anyways, um, appreciate y'all. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds.
Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.